Whoever said football was fun obviously wasn't watching that crap that was on TV yesterday. I I need to let out some frustrations, and I need some friends to be around me to help me off the ledge. Will you stick with me for like the next 30, 40 minutes? You come on, you can do it, please. I need some help on Datitude. Coming up next. If you're looking for the latest scoop and in-depth interviews on the Saints, the NFL, the Pelicans, LSU, along with the best bets of the week, then lucky you. Along with high-powered, in-the-know guests who cover our teams, Jim Derry brings plenty of datitude. And he'll always tell you the way it is, or at least the way he thinks it is. Where you at, New Orleans? And hello to all my friends elsewhere, who now either finally agree with what I've been saying over the past month or so, or continue to reside in La La Land. Pittsburgh Steelers 20, New Orleans Saints 10. Yikes. I actually had um, the bus driver this morning picking up my daughter. He, he, he stopped the bus. My daughter's getting on the bus. He looks at me, and he says, I just got to ask, is Jameis Winston healthy? And I said, as far as I know, yes. He goes, what the hell are we doing? And how do you answer that? I mean, yeah, as far as I know. But no, we got a team that likes to keep banging their heads on the wall. It's going to change. It's going to get better. Just keep on doing what you're doing and keep believing, boys and girls. It's going to get better. Because this is Datitude, episode number 116 for a Monday, November the 14th, 2022. And I am a happy and cheery Jim Derry. Believe that? Sports betting writer. That's who I am. At the time, speaking in the advocate at bet.noah.com. Um, I will say this. Um, did you look through the stats at all? I mean, I know you didn't. I mean, why would you? I mean, you could. most of you probably didn't get through the game. You're not going to look through the stats. So I'll just tell you a little snippet. This is the first time all season the Steelers have outgained anyone in total yards. And I, when I get to my dime in a second, there's going to be more about this. The first time all season that the Steelers have outgained anyone in total yards. However... Looking through the stats in the game yesterday, I figured out it's not the first time this season the Saints have sucked harder than a bilge pump on the Titanic. This sinking ship is going down faster than the Titanic. Just like it was for our old pal Leo DiCaprio, even a life raft won't save him now. Remember what I said about the decision to stick with Andy Dalton? Remember? I mean, I'm just, I'm just asking the people that have been with me for a little while, you remember? I said it was the kind of decision that gets you fired. Very shortly, I will have Derry's dime. I mean very shortly, because we're going to dive right into it. I'm going to focus more on the man who made the decision than the men the decision were made about. Does that make sense? And we're bringing back the pissed off fan. I'm not calling him the common fan anymore. He's anything but common anyway. I'm sure he was, I mean, we don't want to call him that. Dave D. Squared to Corbier is going to make his return after I'm done with my monologue, and uh, that should be fun. 
I, I tell you, it's going to be a good show, whether you believe it or not. We're going to get our frustrations out in the open. I mean, what else can you do at this point? So for my dime, we're going to use the theme, Dead Team Walking. How does that sound? We know they certainly aren't running anywhere. And as we open, as we open here, I promise not to go on another long rant about you-know-who. I mean, anyone with any common sense at all knows what should have happened weeks ago. You can only deny the obvious for so long, even if you are a hater. I mean, and look, if you were in the Andy Dalton, by the way, if you were in the Andy Dalton camp for the past six weeks and saying how great he was and he's going to lead this team to the playoffs and you're wrong, Derry. They're not going to go 6-11. and 11. They have a much better chance. I don't want to hear your crap about it doesn't matter now. Okay? If you were in the Andy Dalton camp, if you can't, if you can't at least say you were wrong, then I don't want to hear it doesn't matter now because you don't matter now. That's where I am with you right now. If you can't at least admit you were wrong, then you need to have a, a self-check. And I get it's only football, but you need to have a self-check. You can only deny the obvious for so long. So I know we got hard heads, but those people don't get paid to run this team. My bigger question is, why are the Saints determined to keep bringing a red water pistol to a gunfight? I don't even know who can answer that anymore. Or rather, maybe, who will answer that any longer? There actually, I will say this, there were hints that after the loss yesterday that a change could be possible before they take on the Rams in what's going to be the final home game until the week before Christmas. The problem is it's too late now. So back to Sunday. Following another game that was lost in every conceivable way, on offense, on defense, and most certainly in the coaching department. Instead of looking at yourself in the mirror, we're back. Remember what I was talking about in, in my monologues about a month ago? Oh, yeah. We were back to the old cliches of we've got to get better and questioning officials again. Really? You know, we fought ourselves back, got back into the game at halftime, um, felt like we were in a good position. Um, and and we really just didn't do anything in the second half, so we have to be better. Yes, I'm frustrated on penalties. Very, yeah. Um, and look, I I'll, I'll I'll go back and look at all of them. Um, you know, I know some of them certainly look legitimate. Uh, so we'll have to go back and look at it. But we, you know, I mean, I think I think we had ten. I think they had three or four. You know, so and and, and some of those that we had spe- specifically on defense. Um, you know, kept drives alive, um, gave them first downs. So, yeah, it's disappointing. That, that's his way of saying the referees sucked. Yeah, and they made a horrendous, just an awful call towards the end of the game on the DPI. That was a horrendous call. It was 20-17. to 17. You were getting your ass kicked. You think if you got the ball back there, it would have made any difference at all? I mean, I'm just it could have. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, the referees made a bad call there. The, the penalties were, I mean, yeah, you had more penalties than they had. 
Who gives a damn? Stop making damn excuses. Three and seven. That's your number. Forget about the 10 penalties and the four for the Steelers. You had 10, they had four, whatever it was. Three and seven, that's the number you need to pay attention to. That the New Orleans Saints have not had this poor a record since the 2005 season in which they played all their home games somewhere other than the Superdome. And that was because of Hurricane Katrina. That was 17 years ago. And it got Jim Haslett fired. Before that, 1999, that got Mike Ditka fired. So how will this season end? Nostradamus, wherefore art thou, Nostradamus? I spent the better part of the first half of the season defending Dennis Allen. That is, until he decided to marry himself to a 35-year-old washed-up backup quarterback instead of taking a chance when there still was a chance. No longer can I pretend that Allen is not in way over his head. I mean, obviously, he's an outstanding defensive coordinator. How he unburied this team from the mess that Rob Ryan left him was nothing short of incredible. How he helped this defense carry a team that had no business finishing with a winning record last season was just as impressive. However, none of that really means squat about now. Forget any excuse you could possibly make. Any excuse, including injuries. The Saints were completely and utterly unprepared to play Sunday against a 2-6 and six team going nowhere, led by a rookie quarterback, and there is no defending that. At this point, what do you think about a quarterback change for next uh, You know, I'm not going to get into that right now. You know, um, we just, you know, came off the game. We'll have plenty of time to evaluate where we're at in a lot of areas. You said... Uh, you said James is healthy or healthy enough to play, though. With his health, like considering he's probably still not 100% impact for that decision, is there a point? In yeah, the- I, look, I mean, I mean, I know we're all, you know, looking for answers there, but I, I'm not going to go there right now. We'll we'll evaluate where we're at, and, and uh, you know, we'll have a plan for this coming up week. We, we struggled to get in much of a rhythm offensively, uh, you know, and, and so I think it all started with our inability to be able to run the football. You know, um, I don't think they did anything, you know, in particular that, um, you know, took him away. We just didn't get him the ball as, as, as much as we probably uh, would like to have. Your inability to run the football? You didn't try to run the football. 15 rushing attempts total. Virtually no Alvin Kamara. No Taysom Hill. 15 total carries. You know, it would be one thing if the game was out of reach by halftime or even midway through the third quarter and you were passing to catch up. But against the fifth worst rushing defense in the NFL, you and Sean Payton's little clipboard holder over there decided to abandon the run. And instead, you left the game in the hands of the water pistol. What did he do? Well, he generally did what he does in almost every tight game we have seen him play since he's been here. Nothing. He did nothing. You want to know how many times the Saints attempted to run on second down Sunday? All day. How many times did they rush the football on second down? 
try twice. And one of those was only because Dalton fumbled a snap and had no other choice but to run it. And he ran it for a yard when he picked it up. So you want to talk about no rhythm on offense and an inability to run the football? Did you even realize that you didn't try to run the ball? That's my big question. Did you realize it? That's kind of a microcosm of the entire season to me. You're either talking out of your keister with your coach speak bull dinky, or you don't even know what you're talking about. Both are bad. Obviously, the latter is much worse. How about one last shot to get back in it, down 20 to 10 from your own 35, on third and one, and fourth and one, midway through the fourth quarter? Where's Taysom? Nope. Kamara up the middle on third down, nothing. Then on fourth down, Dalton sneaks behind a backup center and a makeshift offensive line. Sheer brilliance. The rest of the team, Kamara looked like he would have rather have been anywhere else but in that stadium. And as usual, I'm going to have to go back and watch the game again to figure out if the Honey Badger was even there at all. Wait, no. Never mind, it's not that important. I can't watch that again. Sure, T.J. Watt was back, but the Steelers still have a bottom 10 defense in the NFL, including a 28th-ranked rushing defense that the Saints mustered a whopping 29 yards against yesterday. Conversely, Pittsburgh gained 217 yards on the ground, which is 73 yards more than they had and any other game previously this season, and something they hadn't done in 96 prior games dating back to December of 2016. If they so choose, those still trying to remain as positive as possible, or those in la-la land, can make any excuses they want. Dalton's turnovers and near turnovers. They weren't really his fault. Yes, they were. There were injuries. So what? It was a short week. Blah, blah, blah. The truth is the Steelers were in a similar boat, and they don't have the talent the Saints have. Yet I look at one sideline Sunday who appeared like they were just there because they had to be, and they played that way. Meanwhile, on the other sideline, a sideline from a 2-6 and six team that came into the game and out of the game with zero chance to make the playoffs, busting their asses for a coach who has always known how to get the most out of what little he has. No excuses for not showing up. No excuses for being so embarrassingly unprepared and outcoached. No excuses for stubbornness and not willing to make a change the most important position on the field to see even if it might matter. Just simply no excuses. It's now top time to stop worrying about what your final record might be. It's a season loss that, barring a complete miracle, will end in sheer disappointment. So forget about records and remember what your former boss, Sean Payton, told you. Just do your damn job. Oh, and, and wait, maybe act like you care, even if you don't. After all, it is what you get paid to do. And that's my dime. 
Yeah, I told you I needed a friend to help me get my frustrations out. It's just ungodly frustrating to watch a team. I, I, I don't care that they had injuries. I understand they had injuries. So did the Pittsburgh Steelers, and so did 30 other teams in the NFL in November. Good teams don't talk about it. Even last year, with all the ridiculous amount of injuries the team had, which is about double the injuries that this team has, even with that, they went 9-8. and eight. And the, now that I see what I'm seeing now, it, it makes me even appreciate it 10 times more. How in the hell did that team last year go 9-8? and eight? And how in the hell is this one going 3-7? and seven? Shows you how important a coach means. And I'm sorry that Dennis Allen probably is never going to get another chance at being a head coach. I think he's a super nice guy. I mean that sincerely. I, I don't – I'm not – just throwing that out there as hyperbole or whatever and trying to make something sound cute or whatever. I, I sincerely think he's a super nice man. I don't know Pete Carmichael from Adam. But he needs to go back to being a quarterback's coach or doing something else. Because when you go through a game, and look, Pete Carmichael was awful in the first few games, got a little bit better. I thought they were going to figure things out. And he's back to being awful again. When you rush for 29 yards against a team that's this bad against the run, then it's on you. When you abandon the run, like this team abandoned the run, you run 15 times, it's on you. No one else. I'm not even blaming the red water pistol anymore. It doesn't even matter. At this point, it, it might have mattered if you made a change four, four weeks ago. Maybe. We'll never know. So I'm not blaming him for yesterday. Not his fault. I mean, he is who he is. I, I completely believe that he's trying as hard as he can. He's not one of the ones I'm talking about who are walking around like they don't give a damn. I think he gives a damn. I think he's trying the best he can. He just can't do it. I mean, Zach Ewing talks about clean pockets and how good he is with clean. Don't give me all that crap. Say, you're not going to have a clean pocket. Not with this team. Not right now. So there's another reason not to have him in there. That's the coach's fault. You know, you in injury. You know what? Do whatever you got to do to win the damn game. If you know you got a makeshift offensive line and you need someone that can move around, then use Taysom Hill. I mean, I know Taysom Hill is not going to be a starting. Get that pipe dream out of your head, by the way. Those of you hanging on to that little pipe dream, and we're going to have on the choo-choo train in a minute. Those of you hanging on to the little pipe dream, what about Taysom Hill? Taysom Hill's not going to be a starting quarterback. He's, he's 32 years old. You don't become a starting quarterback at 32 years old. You just don't. He doesn't have the talent anyway. We, we've seen that. You have one guy on this roster that even potentially, possibly, maybe, who knows, whatever, can be a quarterback. And we all know who it is, whether you want to admit it or not. And if, look, if he doesn't start this week, then I'm just, I mean, it's going to, I'm going to have to figure out 
I don't know. How many different ways? Look, there's seven games left. I don't know if I can find seven different ways to say you suck. And you're getting fired. I don't know how else to say it. There's no way to sugarcoat that, by the way. Oh, Darry's kind of mean. He's a little bit over the top. There's no other way to say it. Now, you could, you know, a lot of people like to dance around subjects and whatever, and don't, you don't dance around it. You say the way that it is. And anyone who can't see the way that it is is not looking. You're not, you're not watching like a realist. I don't know what kind of glasses you're using to watch. Think about some of the most disappointing teams in the NFL. Teams that were supposed to be good, but aren't. You can't say Green Bay, Indianapolis, Tampa Bay are bigger disappointments than the three that I'm about to say. Because they all have more wins than these teams. Green Bay came out of their shell funk yesterday. Beat the Dallas Cowboys. Indianapolis fired Frank Reich. Hired one of the most controversial hires in recent memory. They hired just Saturday. Former player. People talking about they're doing it just to tank. Oh, they just want to lose the rest of their games. So they're bringing Jeff Saturday. No, you know what? That team came out with fire, and they beat the Las Vegas Raiders on the road yesterday. Played like they were hoping to play all year long. Tampa Bay went across the pond. People didn't understand why they were two-and-a-half-point favorites. I told you that they were going to play better. I'm not sold that they're back. I'm not sold that they haven't lost their problems because they still have a bad coach, too. But they, they played hard, and they beat a pretty decent Seattle team. You know, I've, I've joked about Pete Carroll for a long time now. But you know what? I can't joke about him anymore because he's gotten more out of this bunch at 71 or 72 years old, however old he is. He's gotten more out of that bunch than almost anyone could have got out of him. It's amazing what he's done with that team. Because that team, other than wide receiver, that team has almost no talent. The Saints' talent compared to the Seahawks' talent, it's not even close. Except at wide receiver, it's not even close. So back to my original point. Teams that were supposed to be good that aren't. It's a short list. The Denver Broncos, the Las Vegas Raiders, and the New Orleans Saints. Those are my big three. I'm not talking about like the Texans. They, they stink and they were supposed to stink. You know, I'm not... You can think about other teams that are terrible. The, the Detroit Lions. I mean, yeah, there were a lot of people saying they were going to be better, but they were supposed to suck. Although they, they're playing with a lot of heart. And so are the Chicago Bears, by the way, who traded away their two best players on the team on defense, and are, they lost to Detroit yesterday, but fought their asses off. So the Denver Broncos, the Las Vegas Raiders, and the New Orleans Saints, teams who were supposed to be good but aren't, what do they all have in common? They all have new coaches, two of which were retreads, and they have fared awfully. They fared awfully in their first chance. They went back to being coordinators and succeeded and now are back to being head coach and they look overmatched. I mean, Denver's a whole nother story. 
That, that was just a bad hire. And that, that dude's going to be fired when this season's over. And Russell Wilson's done. That's a whole different story. The Raiders, I'm not sure about. I mean, Josh McDaniels, I, he may get another chance. I don't know. But the Saints, it's one thing to go out there and give all your effort and have a decent game plan and you just get beat. But they don't have effort. And I don't care a football player say, oh, wait, they get pissed off when you, they really get mad when you say that. Oh, you 54-year-old fat dude sitting behind a computer, behind a microphone. Yeah. But I've been watching football longer than you've been alive. I know what trying is, and you, it ain't you. I know what a good game plan is. I might not know how to sit down and put one together. But I know what one is when I see it. That ain't it. It doesn't take a rocket scientist. It doesn't take a genius to figure out what works and what doesn't. What you're doing hasn't been working. And you keep doing the same things over and over and over again and expecting a different result. You ain't going to get one. So, you can either go with status quo or you can make a change and try to, you know what, Dennis Allen I think can still save his job. If they got, and I'm not just talking about Jameis Winston. You can go out and, and I know there aren't a lot of options, but Change your damn game plan. Find a way to put, put the heart and soul back in this team. Get the players who are the heart and soul of this team and get them to stand up and be your voice if that's what it takes. Figure it out. You don't have long. You can't save the season, but you can still save your job. I know there's, there's probably a lot of fans who don't want to hear that, but that's true, I be, and I believe that. You can't save the season, but you can still save your job. I doubt it. You, what you got going for you is Mickey Loomis is a loyal, loyal individual, just like the Bensons. Loyal, loyal individuals. Sometimes it's a wonderful trait, and sometimes it's not. And so Dennis Allen, is gonna, when this season is said and done, and I'm not talking about you and me sitting here saying this season had, it was really, really bad. I'm talking about Mickey Loomis is going to have to sit down and say that season was really, really bad and we can't do that again. That, that's what it's going to take for Dennis Allen to be gone. So that's why I'm saying he can still save his job. I'm not talking about what you and I would do or what you would do or what – we're not taking a poll on Twitter to find out whether you should be fired. That's not how it happens. You know, go in a voting booth and, and vote, and then they figure it out, and all, 52% says he should be fired. He, he's fired. doesn't work that way. doesn't matter if 98% of the season ticket holders want him fired. It depends on what Mickey Loomis and Gail Benson want to do. And they're both loyal to the core. So at 3-7... and seven, if you go and bust your keisters and you finish 7-10 and, and it looked like you 
have changed some things and you're going in the right direction, probably going to stay. But if you do what I think you're going to do and go like 5 and 12 or, I mean, I was given the red water pistol 6 and 11. I was, I guess I was overthinking that. Because if they stay with him, they're not, you're not going 6 and 11. You're not going to win six games with, with him there. But if you go 5 and 12 or worse, 4 and 13, they're going to win another game by accident. Then he's gone. Only he can change that. Only he and this coaching staff can figure out how to fix it somewhat. That's up to you. Let's see what uh, my pissed off fan thinks. It's not going to be a long segment. And then I'm going to wrap it up and give you my song of the day. There was only one option, by the way. I mean, think about it real quick. You could probably guess what it's going to be. That's going to come up after I'm done with Dave. All aboard, all aboard the Taysom train. Conductor Dave is on the Taysom train. Well, obviously, Dennis Allen's not on the Taysom train because I, I, I don't know where the hell he was yesterday. I, I don't even know if the Taysom train can help this team now at this point, man. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 oh, man, dude, I, I'm, you know what? I, I think I drove by your house yesterday because I saw a house that just flames were shooting out of the windows. Oh, like, yeah. like women and children were fleeing in terror. It was, it was awful. I don't, I don't they, know what they, you the were The flames not. were flying out of my ears. Dude. For sure. This 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 Saints team is trash. I mean, it's yeah. awful. I I I don't even know what to say anymore. You know what's funny? I I I don't feel bad for the new dads, but you know, hi new dads, oh, welcome yeah, yeah. to the club. Oh, that that is one good thing. <laughs> that, there is something good about you. Are you have got that right? The new dads. Guess what, buddy? This is how it used to be. Man, I, I was shocked at how I was able to shift gears yesterday because after that loss, it was just like, you know, me and my, my, my nine-year-old, I'm like, let's go play football, dude. You know, I'm just like, whatever, man. You know, but but I, I've got – I switched gears. It's like, oh, yeah, I remember this craptastic team back when oh, I was yeah. a kid. You know what? My I, dick I, is back, baby. Yeah, oh, my God. You know, like it's like like – your your body just shifts. It's like okay, well, you know what? We suck. Whatever. Let me. I'm just. I, you can't let it ruin your day because, dear God, like you know, I, I've let it ruin my day. All those seven and nine seasons. I'm like, nah, man. All, all I could think of, all I could think of yesterday uh, was, I would, I would kill for a seven and nine no, season right now. I, all I could think of was, we didn't run the ball. We didn't try to run the ball. We couldn't run the ball. <laughs> I mean, and, I mean, deadly. Pooh, that's all I can think of yesterday. Look, and and I, I do not understand those those goal line situations where we try to run, run Camara and then yeah. Andy Dalton tries to run right. a sneak and like where what hole behind, did he see? Behind, like, behind I'm, a I'm backup gonna... center with a makeshift uh-huh. offensive line. Let me Ooh. let me use Andy Ooh. Dalton on fourth and one. Good My job, little God. clipboard holder. That's you know, wonderful. And and you got you got T Boone Pickett, you know, <laughs> Kenny Pickett, who, you know, like his line opened up a hole. He squirts through the bottom. Yeah. What happened? You're like, did nobody watch Drew Brees? Just do the Drew Brees special. Jump over the top, you bum. What the yeah, hell, I, man? Jimmy, How do you forget that? Did play? you see Matt Ryan running yesterday? Oh my God, what he was like a 60 yard run or a 40 yard run? I don't know what it was, but the it old man crazy. was moving. 
Well, you know, he, he's got to get that paycheck, dude. He, he ain't doing so hot. He's like, please, baby, I need a job. They played like they cared yesterday, and they had no reason to. Man, look, this this team, like I was listening to Cam Jordan's post-game presser, well, and, and it's funny, though, because he said something that stuck out to me. He goes, you know, in a previous era, he kind of said it pretty quick. If, you, if you're not paying attention, he kind of goes real quick, but he's like, you know, in a previous era, penalties, these, these self-inflicted wounds would not have been tolerated. So it's like, okay, do, does, does Dennis Allen call you all together and just, you know, like have a little powwow, like, Hey guys, look, we really need to clean up the penalties. You know, if, if you can just try and do better, that's I'll, I'll take a good a good effort. The, look, he's I, I look. You know, Dennis Allen when when this first season first started when Kent when when Coach Payton walked away, it looked like okay, you're going to transition smoothly from one you know assistant quarter you know right. assistant coach who will now be the head coach. On paper, it made sense. You know, you're, you're keeping things the way they are because why mess up a good thing if it ain't broke? Don't fix it. Uh, but clearly, he cannot hold Coach Payton's job, and he has lost this 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 team. This the, 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 the on paper everything looked great, but unfortunately, it was freaking toilet paper. I fell for it. I mean, yeah. I, I put more money on the Saints over this year. I don't – I mean, I bet it futures in little chunks. You know, mm-hmm. last year – every now and then, I, you know, like last year I had a nice sizable wager on the Rams, and I got lucky. Okay, I'm, I'm not going to say that I was genius enough to know because the I Rams got it. lucky I in the playoffs. I knew it all along. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm not going to – look, it was a good bet. It was a good value bet, and it ended yeah. up hitting. But I didn't – going into the season, I'm like, how in the hell did the Saints not win at least – Eight games. That's all they yeah. had to win. Right. And now, I mean, you know, they're not going to win. I'm, that's ripped up. I mean, I have another I have another future where, and I thought the Saints were going to be the strong end of this, but there was a there was a, a promo bet before the season started. LSU and Saints combined wins of oh. more than 14 and a half. Really? And so I'm thinking, yeah, and I bet it. Because I'm thinking, I think LSU can win seven games. I mean, I, yeah. I think LSU might win seven games. And we know the Saints are going to win at least eight. That's a that's an easy bet. Yeah. Well, now right. I mean the LSU is going to win ten, and I'm not sure I'm going to win that bet. <laughs> no, you might not now. I, I mean, we're going to get these wins. I don't know where the hell these wins are going to come from for the Saints. I mean, you, we got the Rams. Now, look, here's the thing, too. The Saints are favored, by the way. Freaking Steelers were two and two and five or two and six, whatever the hell it was. They, they were like, two and six. We made a two and six team look like world beaters. I mean, that's just embarrassing. They got the Rams who aren't aren't so hot this season either. Well, they're know? in the same boat as the Saints. They're in the same exact boat as the Saints. And then you got the 49ers after that, and after like that crazy game last night, man. You know, uh, I Jesus, dude. Like, where are the wins gonna come from? I mean, clearly, like the bye week can't come fast enough, but it's week thirteen. I mean, fourteen. That's, yeah, right. The season's practically over yeah. at that point. It's like what. Uh, it you, get to head, go, Jim. you get to go play Tommy Boy on a Monday night in a few weeks. Oh, my God. You know, look, you know what? I, I got to say this much. You know, Tom Brady is 2-0 and since he got divorced from Giselle. So good on Tom, <laughs> man. He got that cancer out of his life. <laughs> oh, I'm not That's going awful. there. I know. I'm, I'm sorry. not going I'm sorry, there. I'm Giselle. a married man. Sorry, uh, Tom. It's, it's been, uh, you know, you talk about yesterday going by football. You know, my, my wife was uh, – was out of town this, and she's she's not back yet. She's coming back later today. Uh-oh. But right. uh, let's, she let's she go had day drinking. Come on, well, it's too late now. I mean, Dang she um, she went on a cruise. But anyway, so it was me and the girls all weekend long. Mm-hmm. And I had I had to really 
I had to really watch myself yesterday. And I mean, <laughs> that's great. I really did. They're like, Daddy, why are you so mad? Why are you so mad? Oh, we're lo- oh we're losing. Oh, I see. Uh, why you're oh, so mad. yeah. Right. Oh, good. Like it's so funny. Like like my my nine year old now. You know, like I've been coaching his flag football team. It's funny because like he's starting to watch the game more critically. Like he's watching, and it's so funny the the things that you tell kids. And he's watching the defense. He goes, Dad, look, he dropped in his stance. You know, get your defensive yeah. stance. His, his his hands are not on his knees. He's not crouched over. But oh my. Freaking God, if I have to hear about P.J. Williams getting 11 tackles, the son of a bitch can't tackle. God dang it, sorry. But, I mean, th- there we were again with the whole body check tackles. Like, he's playing a stupid exactly. game like in grammar school. I'm going to get on my knees. You push the guy over. <laughs> well, freaking tackle. God I had this, the six-year-old who doesn't know the word interception. But she does know, Danny, he's not supposed to throw it to the other team. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, that that I mean, doesn't look right, Daddy. Is he supposed to catch it? No, wait, where are the white jerseys? Not supposed uh, to throw it to the dudes in the black jerseys. Yeah, oh, even she knows man. she's six. I mean, good Lord, yeah, 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 you were you you went to the daddy daughter dance. Huh? I you did. Had a good weekend, huh? I did. Yeah. I had a good weekend, even though. Yeah, I was. I was. It. I was. I cracked out the fire pit. Me and my little guy were in the back doing s'mores and just you know having a good time, and then the Saints come along and ruin it. Yeah, well, you know what? In the grand scheme of things, you look uh, at it and you're like, don't let them ruin your weekend. No, so, right. So, I mean, but getting so, back yeah. to, like, Dennis Allen. I mean, like, like what happened? By the way, now? I never what even in, introduced you. We only got a few minutes left, but I never even <laughs> Dave D squared to Corbier here in the Data 2 podcast on this Hi, everybody. lovely Monday morning. Huh. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's just frustrating. And look, I'm to the point now, look, I've been saying, and I know you and I weren't 100% on the same page about the whole Andy Dalton, Jameis Winston thing, whatever. Right. Um, no, right. But, uh, you know, you wonder you wonder at what point you bang your head against the wall until it doesn't hurt anymore. And if it doesn't hurt anymore, that's because you banged it so hard, you were completely concussed and out of it. And I'm right. starting to wonder if that's where they are now. I mean, what else do you need to see? I mean, and I, well, I don't even ask that because I, I don't think it matters anymore. No, um, that there's this season's lost, but at, at least you know, make us think like, make us give us a nice Christmas, make us feel good about Christmas for God's you, sake. You know, you, you know what we need for Christmas? We need to find out that that coach Sean Payton is going to coach another team, and at this point, I don't care what team it is because now they, the only thing we got to hope for is getting that draft pick if Coach Payton goes back, goes coaches early. Because if you want Coach Payton, we get a draft pick. So it's like, dear God, for Christmas, somebody pick up Coach Payton so we can help out this team. I mean, I just don't. I don't see how we get out of this. this yeah, but you got, is, you got, I hope he has to go to like the Texans or something so we can get a good draft pick. Does it matter? Does it matter? Well, you got to get a good draft pick. I mean, well, you, you yeah. can't just send them to the Chargers and you're going to get like an 18th round pick that you'll, I mean, an 18th pick of the draft that you'll screw up again. I mean, Chris Olave wasn't screw up. That was a great pick. No, but, right. Can, can you imagine if this, why did, look. Wait, where know, is tar- Jameis Winston though? Like, He's like, like. He, why, why isn't Dennis like Dennis Allen was just like, I don't want to talk about that. You know, he because now it is it. curious. It is now becoming extremely and curious. And now Jameis Winston's op- he's opening up to to Mike Triplett. And I don't know if yeah. you saw that and telling yeah. Mike Triplett that basically he was promised the job after yeah. he wasn't hurt anymore. I mean, I'm good for him. You know what? I don't normally like guys talking out against their team. But you know what? If you're lied to, <sighs> if you're lied to and just completely dissed, then, then good for you. Speak well, up and, for yourself. 
Yeah, and then a- a- after what we've seen from Andy Dalton, like, you know, it, it's, there's no reason why he shouldn't be. You know, you could be the good soldier. You know, everybody talks about how great all the pieces are in the locker room. That's what I heard from every freaking Saints player yesterday. All the pieces yeah. are in the locker room. Well, clearly there is a division in the locker room because, you know. Uh, I, you there's know, no doubt. There's zero I, doubt that's true. So, so now you've got, you know, players that are just like, well, I don't want to play for this guy. What, you know, can I can I believe everything he says? You know, I mean, I I, I don't know. I, I don't well, know how we it. do it. Well, you know, and I hate saying though, blow it all up. That's that, that's the lazy fans answer. Yeah. Blow it up. There is something that has to be done. And honestly, I kind of think you go to the top with Mickey Loomis because look, there are situations where I used to love Mickey Loomis, where like he is a hard dealing contract guy. He gets things done. But he also had Peyton in his ear going, get this done, Mickey. This yeah, but is here's what I the want. Thing, and, and I'm not I, I'm not blaming Mickey Loomis. Again, I agree with you in the fact that it made complete sense to go to Dennis Allen. And I know there are people yeah. out there, he went three and whatever with the Ray. I don't care about any of that. No, he, he, had, he had done a good enough job, as def- a great enough job, as a matter yeah. of fact, as defensive coordinator. And he had earned the right, in my opinion, to keep the status quo and try to keep building on what Sean Payton had. So I have no problem with the decision Mickey Loomis made. The question is, nothing's going to happen to Mickey Loomis because he and Gail are super tight. But here's my question, though. Mickey Loomis and Gail Benson, and I said this in the open, are are like they're loyal to a fault, and I mean to a fault. I mean beyond a fault. Okay, so it's going to have to be so bad for them to make a change in head coach. Where Mickey Loomis sits back and you know what and says, you know, I'm sorry, Dennis, but we have no other choice. Alvin so, Gentry. Alvin Gentry. That's you a know, perfect example. Alvin Gentry. Perfect you know, example. They, they, they weren't going to get rid of him because nope. they, they're loyal. He's been a good soldier. Yada yada. I mean, dude, they, it's they really are like like the airline highway mafia, dude. Like they they really they it's 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 ride or die with them. Now, while normally that's quite admirable. But when it colors your vision so badly that you can't make, you know, logical, practical decisions, then it becomes an issue. It was fine for a, for a while, but that's when they hit the lottery with Sean Payton and Drew Brees. Good it's God. not fine now. No. Um, and look, last time Saints went three and seven, 2005, Jim Haslett got fired. The time before that, 1999, Mike Ditka got fired. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> is it going to happen again? I don't know because I just I don't know that he's going to be able to make this decision. And um, I will say this. I, I said at the end of the monologue, I think that Dennis Allen can still save his job. Um, I think if they find some kind of way to press those buttons and find the peop- the guys in the locker room that that say, look, I'm coming to you two, three, four guys. They should have done this before, by the way. But they have come to you two, three, four guys we're going to play with like we played in the Raiders game with heart and soul and bust some ass, <laughs> or we're just going to, we're just going to die out this season and, and be a bunch of bums and do whatever. Cause it ain't getting any better anytime soon. So there's a chance for him to save his job. And if they go through and win four more games or whatever, and play with heart and try and all that, then, then may, maybe they can even win me over. Uh, well, at least Dennis Allen can Pete Carmichael can't win me over. No, look, I, I feel like like they they they're like like teenage kids who found dad's playboys and they're going through and they're just like, oh yeah, yeah look, we got all these great plays, but you I know they, they get fixated on one thing and they, and it's like 
man, there's no imagination. You know, it's 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 bad, man. But at I some just, point, you wake up during a game and realize, you know, Dennis Allen talks about, and I know you didn't hear my monologue yet, but no. he talks about, um, you know, his, the ineffectiveness of running the football. Well, you didn't try. No, you, right. it's the same thing as Jameis Winston and and Andy, Andy Dalton, Dalton said the same crap too. Yeah, it's, well, it's we the tried same. To run it. It's the same thing as those two guys. You're, you're, you're thinking that Andy Dalton's a better quarterback. How do you know? How do you know Andy Dalton's a better quarterback? You don't know. And yesterday, no. we, you, well, we didn't, we didn't run the ball well. You didn't try to run the ball 15 times. <laughs> That's not trying to run the football. Alvin Kamara well, ran the ball eight times. In their, def- in their defense, though, man, I mean, you know, look, look they, they, the, the Steelers had the ball for 40 flipping minutes, dude. Like, what was the time of possession? Like 37 and a half or 38 minutes? I mean, it was... Man, it was awful. You I mean, ran they, it 15 times, you, you oh. passed it 27 times. Mm-hmm. There, there's never a With scenario. Two interceptions. Yeah, yeah. There's never a scenario where you're nearly two to one past the run. Ever. Ever. No. Not with Alvin Kamara and Taysom Hill. Ever. You're, you should never be in that scenario. Unless you're behind, like I said, unless you fall behind 17 to nothing in the first quarter and you have no choice. And that wasn't the case. I mean, they were in the game until really, I'd say, 10 minutes in, the fourth quarter. Yeah, there's no excuse. I, they had they had a shot. I mean, you know, you go you go into the half ten to ten. It's like, all right, dude, here we go. All right, Juwan Johnson got that touchdown. It's right. like, all right, things are looking up. We can we can do this, man. I was actually I was barbecuing at the time. I'm like, all right, yeah, I made steaks. And, and Jim, it's crazy, dude. I went to go buy ground beef, uh, and steaks were cheaper than ground beef. So I had steaks yesterday. So that's the other I, I, silver that's money. That's a shame, but that's true. I know. Uh-huh. I go to the store every Tuesday. It's like. <laughs> All right, man. Well, we're gonna. Um, it's funny because we talked about it briefly, but next week we'll play a team that's basically a mirror image of us. The only difference yeah. is they won the Super Bowl last year. <laughs> um, well, that's a that's a hell of a distinction there, Jim. Well, they have the basically the same record. Their quarterback has a concussion, so they at least they have they don't have a choice to use their backup quarterback. They have to use their backup quarterback. Yeah. We're doing so by choice. The red water pistol is just firing on all cylinders, Ooh, man. God yes. help us. Oh, uh, well, next yeah. week will be more fun, I promise. Okay, good deal. Yeah, I, and I'll actually be in Gulf Shores that Monday morning, too. I'm going on vacation. Okay. So, well, I heart, you, you know, just go on vacation. Well, well in, in, in contribution of my efforts during Hurricane Ida, I heart bequeathed me a weekend vacation at, at, at the at Turquoise Place over in uh, wow. Gulf Shores. And uh, yeah, but it's going to be like 50 flipping degrees out there on the beach. But hey, you know what? I'll be on the beach. So, up yours. <laughs> Well, I'm glad to see your employer doing something for you, Dave. That's so yeah. nice of them. Uh, what's going on with the Weekend Geek before I let you go? Uh, let's see. Uh, I, I don't know. It's we're, we're heading into the holidays. It's weird. Like, I've, I've had a bunch of podcasts. You had the best guests. of Weekend Geek? No, no, no. I, I got some new stuff. But Kevin Conroy, who was the like definitive voice of Batman, we got a chance to interview him about... Uh, I don't know, seven years ago, and he just passed away the other day. So okay. it's it, it's it's one of those things where it's like, you know, I mean, dude, like when you hear his voice, you know he's Batman. It's it's just that level, and so we're gonna right. going through through that, and then it's weird. Like I had a bunch of podcast guests, like, but it's like the, these podcasts that are have like millions upon millions of downloads. I, I interviewed this girl Dana Schwartz, and uh, she's got this this podcast called Blood Lord. But she did this whole podcast on Nick Cage getting his his Action Comics number one stolen. It's like a whole who done it with crazy ass Nick Cage and his pyramid tomb down in the French Quarter, and I just I just hijinks ensue. So it's good, but uh, yeah, the Weekend Geeks Sundays at seven. 
And, uh, you know, follow us on Twitter at Twig Radio. The Instagram is The Week and Geek. I got a TikTok for some ridiculous reason. And, uh, you know, download the podcast wherever podcasts are freely given away because I hate to charge you for this. You are having more fun with that than you are with watching the Saints. Oh, my God. That's, yeah, that's easily said than done. Good Lord, man. You know, I, can I don't pick know and if choose. I can say that or not. <laughs> About this is when it becomes a job, bro. This is when it becomes a job. Yeah, I had, I had two I mean, friends tell. Had two friends before I let you go. I had two friends tell me yesterday they can no longer watch this team. One of them said, "I at halftime he went in and put for logged in for OT request to work on Sundays the rest of the year." <laughs> and I said, "Awesome." I said, "Good on well, him." Well, I don't have a choice. Yeah, <laughs> I right. have to watch them. So. Uh, Maybe we'll be more pleasant next week. Yeah. No, no, I doubt it. All right. Well, we we can take (laughs) it. Talk to you next week. Later, bro. Okay. Having fun. No, I always say that. We're having fun with D squared. I guess we're in the grand. We are having fun, I guess. I mean, you need to have some kind of fun with this. I know my monologue wasn't fun, but it was the truth in, in the eyes of Jim Derry. And I would imagine at this point in the eyes of probably 85% of Hudats and probably 90% of the people who, who listened and 98% of the people who made it this far in this podcast. Because if you made it this far in this podcast, shout out, my friend. You are a trooper to listen to 49 minutes of pissed offness. You're, you're, you're just a trooper. You're, you're, you're going to be watching next Sunday. I wonder what the dome's going to be like next Sunday. I mean, I know there'll still be people in there, but you know, I will say this about this year. This whole year, it's been weird. There have been more opposing fans in the dome this year than I can ever remember. And maybe I just didn't notice it the last few years, and I haven't gone before this year. The last few years, I haven't gone as much. I haven't had to. Um... You know, I was a season ticket holder for a long time, and then when I started covering them, kind of I gave them up because I didn't think it was kind of a conflict of interest in a weird way. Um, you know, and when I was covering them before, it was it was not from sort of a columnist point of view. It was from a straight matter-of-fact point of view, which would be really hard to do these days without sharing your opinion. But... It now it just seems it may again maybe it's something that's been happening I didn't notice it, but there seems to be an awful lot of opposing fans in the dome more than I ever remember, and I don't know if that's because they open up more seats to fans or there aren't as many season ticket holders and I don't know the answer to that, but I certainly know I, I, the, what it really st- stuck out to me. You expect it in a game like Cincinnati where there's a lot of Joe Burrow fans and stuff like that, even Atlanta because. You know, Falcons fans, they want to come and the Dirty Birds do their thing and who dads have fun with the Dirty Birds. But Baltimore, there were a ton of Ravens fans in the Dome last Monday night. That was just weird. And I remember thinking, about, like, when the, I don't remember, I think it was the first touchdown they scored and I heard the cheers and I'm like, what the hell's going on? It really struck me. So, the, it is not the same. I mean, you, you, go through life and take a lot of things for granted. And I know I have in my life and my career and different things along the way. And you say, I'm never going to take anything for granted again. Every time something bad happens, I mean, well, you know, 
remember these days. D-squared joked about the new dats, and I always talk about the new dats and the ones that came out of the closet when the Saints are good and people were having fun and Saints are going to Super Bowl and I got my season tickets and I'm going to Miami. And where were you when they absolutely stunk up the joint back in the Ditka days? Where were you when... I mean, 2005, you had to drive to Baton Rouge to even see a few games. Were you doing that? A lot of you weren't. Um, you know, so you're spoiled. I say that to even kids. I mean, I call anybody under the age of 30 a kid. But think about it. If you're, let's say, if, if you're under the age of 35 even, a vast majority of your life have been with Sean Payton and Drew Brees. If you're under the age of 40 or 42, 43, you you don't remember the the absolute stink on stunk days before Jim Mora. So we're we were all sport. Don't take things for granted. I mean, I think this is kind of a a microcosm of life and for anyone. You know, and, and I, I know, like, I'm hard. I can sit here and be hard on a guy. Look, I've been laid off three, four times in my career. I've got back up and, and found a way to come back. One day, I'm not going to find a way to come back. I understand that. And so after the first time, I don't take a single day of working for this wonderful company and being able to do what I do for granted. And I say that to every, I'd say that to every football player. I mean, it's my job to sit here. I'm going to criticize you when I think you stink and you're not trying. And I'm going to tell you, if you're playing hard and working hard and you, and you still stink, I'm going to say you're playing hard and you're working hard and you still stink. Or if you're playing great and you're trying and things are all roses and sunshine, I'm going to, tell, I'm going to say that too. Because I don't take my job for granted anymore. I probably did for quite a long time. And uh, it takes... It takes a being knocked down with a mallet to not do that anymore in all facets of life. And so um, I think that's kind of where we are and not to get all grandiose or anything or, uh, you know, Jack Handy, for those of you older than 40, 45, or you know what I'm talking about, the old Saturday Night Live skit, go Google it. If you don't know what I'm talking about, it's worth looking for. But uh, don't take things for granted. And if you're a Saints fan, there will be good times again at some point. It may be next year. Probably not because of the way that things are set up. But it's possible. I try to bring you a realist point of view. I know sometimes, again, I've said it a bunch of times. It's a joke. It's, it's a big joke. I get called Derry Danner sometimes. But I tell it the way that I see it. And the way that I see it is, it ain't pretty. I think changes are going to probably have to be made. And changes that I thought needed to be made throughout this season haven't been made. And you get what you deserve. Everybody does. In the end, everybody gets what they deserve. So, new dads, welcome to the 1990s, my friend. This is how it used to be. Will we have to wait as long as we had to wait then? I hope not. Because it's a lot more fun to cover a winning team than it is to cover a losing one. 
it may not be um, there may not be as many interesting things to say, but it's a lot more fun to cover a winning team than a losing team. I promise you. And hopefully, the Saints will be back soon. You know what? I'll I'll go beyond that. Hopefully, they will come out. I'm not expecting this, but maybe. You know, I thought the Raiders game would do it. Maybe they'll come out this week and play with heart and, and, and play a team that's just like them and win the game and realize, you know what, we can play decent football. Maybe they'll make that change to Jameis Winston and maybe it'll matter. Maybe they'll make the change and it won't matter. Maybe nothing's going to matter. I hope it does. But we'll find out and... As we go out here today, I again, I told you earlier, I was trying to think of a song that kind of fit the moment and fit the day. There was only one. It kept coming back in my head. I have not used a metal song, I don't think. I use, a, I use Phil Anselmo in my open. But as far as a going out song, um, an outro, I don't think I've had one. We're going to have one today. Because if you keep banging your head against the wall, I mean... Keep banging my head against the wall saying, if you keep banging your head against the wall and you expect something different, then you deserve that big lump on your forehead. You deserve to have a headache. And that's where we are. We're all banging our heads. I know the people running the Saints are banging their heads because they're expecting a different outcome. I would hope they expect a different outcome. I don't know. Maybe we'll have a different podcast. It's going to be, look, um... We still have two shows left to do this week. Uh, we have Buy, well, we have Bayou Bets this afternoon, live on all the bet.nola.com and YouTube uh, pages, uh, and nola.com YouTube pages. Check it out, 4 o'clock this afternoon. I'll be on live with Spencer the Guru, and I think Zach Ewing's going to be on. He's coming back from Pittsburgh. I'm not sure if he's going to be on or not, but we're going to talk more about it. I'll probably be a lot less candid than I am right now. So maybe I'll sugarcoat it by then. Maybe I'll feel better by the 4 o'clock this afternoon. Who knows? And then Datitude will be back on Thursday. Uncle Big Nick. We, didn't, we have a good news, bad news uh, situation. We both had a losing week overall. It was my first losing week of the year as far as record goes. But we still won money because our two best bets, our two biggest of the five best bets, won. So we were positive in the money department. So it's good news, bad news. Uh, overall for the year, I'm still... 34 and 16. That's pretty good against the spread. So I'll take it. We're going to try to rebound this week and have another good week. Get you on track. And then Friday, live with Jeff Duncan, 9.15 a.m. And if you don't catch it live, you can catch it here where you caught this podcast. And um, hopefully there will be brighter days ahead for Saints fans. We'll see what happens throughout the week. Maybe we'll get some of these players back. And maybe they'll really play good football Sunday. Don't hold your breath. Meanwhile, we'll just go bang our heads. See you on Thursday. Peace and love, my friends.